Alright, um, who's going first this time? Um, I'll go first since it's in front of me. Okay. Are we ready? How are we? Oh, I meant to ask you. I think we should just take the Scary Sundays audio that we made and use like a snippet of it as our intro music. Unless you like the other one, like our normal one, and you want to leave it. Or do you think we should vamp we should, it up? We should make a new... That's uh, what I was thinking. A new Crumb the Coconut song. Still kind of like very minutely tropical sounding. But also cryptic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We can come up with something on Since it's like season two, kind of. Yeah. And it's season two. Season two of Crime and the Coconut. This is season two of Crime and the Coconut. Welcome. If you waited and you are here, wow. Thank you. I don't think I ever thought we were going to have, like, a season two. Neither did I. But here we are. Oh, wait. You said you wanted to be the second week, actually. So this will be... This will be the second week of February, yeah. So maybe I should go first. Yep. If this is going to be, like, the first episode. That's right. Because that's what it sounded like. Yep. Okay. So anyway... Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Love how that's, like, your... That's my go-to sound. Your uh, reverse that, sound. Because I, I don't know, that's the only thing that seems easy. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how that song sounded? <laughs> my topic today is on the Chicago Tylenol murders. I love this story. Uh, it's actually not really Chicago, but it's like the surrounding areas mm-hmm. or whatever. I also wanted to say that January 15th was Wikipedia's 20th birthday. And we love Wikipedia I around love here. Wikipedia. Yeah. Yes. Ashley, I'm sure Ashley does too, but I. Not as much as Amanda I does. I love Wikipedia. <laughs> so go donate to them because they provide most of the content that comes from me. Yes. And if, especially if you, you know, didn't get along with your English teachers in high school who told you that Wikipedia was not a source. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Absolutely. Anyway, did you miss us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's get it popping. In the late summer of 1982, a total of seven people died from consuming tampered with Tylenol brand acetaminophen capsules. We're going to jump in first with a short but very quickly in sync with list of victims. Okay. I'm ready. Um, I struggled to say the word sequence. I thought you were saying in sync, and I was like, <laughs> I didn't know they were a part of this story. No. In <laughs> sync. <laughs> uh,. What do you, I mean, you seem like you know. I don't know, like, the details of it. I just know that, because there was more than one um, story similar to this, I think. There's the Tylenol murders, which I feel like everybody has at least heard of before, because now it's the the reason that you have the seal on over-the-counter stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd be surprised, because I, that's like a fun fact I go to, Mm -hmm. and quite a few people don't know. That's insane. Yeah. I know that, I don't know if it's this one. But I know there is a story where someone was trying to kill their husband, and then she accidentally killed other people because somebody else bought tampered with medicine. Um, I think I think I actually covered that in, okay. in here. Okay. I didn't dive super deep into that particular case because she was convicted. That's the one I normally hear is that one. Yeah. I don't hear, like, the whole Tylenol story. Um, but there is, I do go off on a little side tangent of one of the suspects. Which is, like, definitely sidetracking, but her story is, like, so crazy. I could have done a whole nother article about it. So, 
Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. I've missed this. Me too. And then I got like mood lighting now. I like, know. LED lights. Yeah. I wish you guys were in here with us. What's with the three that are different though? I don't know. I think they're broken. Oh, okay. And then I have like a whole missing corner. It's okay. It's excellent on this side. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on September 29th, 12-year-old Mary Kellerman of Elk Grove Village, Illinois, Adam Janice, Stanley Janice, and Teresa Janice, all younger adults from Lisley, Illinois, um, were four of the first victims. If I botched these city names, like... I would have said first... Lyle, but that oh, also maybe, doesn't seem right. Maybe Lyle. L-I-S-L-E. But Illinois is also spelled the way it's spelled, so yeah. we're already off to a bad start. That's okay. You guys love us still. They So those four people died within the same day. Yikes. And uh, within the three following days, Mary McFarland from Elmhurst, Illinois, Paula Prince from Chicago, Illinois, and Mary Reiner from Winfield, Illinois, all died shortly after taking capsules of Tylenol um, and becoming victims of cyanide poisoning. Tylenol is getting hit. And the whole time I was writing this, I kept thinking of the Jamestown audio. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> We don't talk about that. Cyanide is not a fun thing. It's not. So, something I noticed was that all of these victims were women except for two men who were Teresa's husband and brother-in-law. Oh. So I was like, hmm, maybe the intentional victims could have been all women. But they just accidentally got caught in the crosshairs. Yeah. But I think that's just a shot in the dark. I just, you know, want to make a point. Um, the oldest, Adam Janice, was taken to the hospital after taking a Tylenol and becoming violently ill. Mm -hmm. Um, Stanley and Teresa were the ones to take him to the hospital and were aware of his death, so they went home, probably distraught, and when they they returned home from the hospital, they took a Tylenol, one per person, pop, pop, bam, dead. Oh, no. Yes. Because you got a headache from your crying because you're dehydrated and you're sad and you got to take Tylenol and now you're dead. So I'm not calling these people stupid or anything. They probably, like, didn't even see him take a Tylenol. I just thought it was very... That sucks. Wacky. Yeah. And also, um, I don't, I don't think all of the pills within the bottle were, uh... How unlucky is it that you got the one with the cyanide in it? Yeah. Uh, it's also strange that... The fact that all these people died within the same household was a key element in detectives linking it back to the Tylenol. So if a singular group of people hadn't died so early on in the Tylenol being tampered with, How way long? more people would have wow. died. Uh, seven victims is a low mem- number if you consider the oh, circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. So uh, it was a sacrifice, but it probably is for the better. Yeah. Because we might not be able to, they may never have figured it out. Mm-hmm. And we could still be having problems with over-the-counter medication yeah. today. Or, or it would have gone on way longer. I'm sure eventually right. they would have figured it out. Right. Um, on the night of October 1st, Johnson & Johnson recalled 31 million bottles of Tylenol and offered to replace any purchased capsules with compressed pills. How big is your company that you can take that loss and then still reimburse for things? Right. Uh, this was like breaking news and authorities would... Par- they would uh, parade down Chicago, like, announcing over loudspeakers in the streets that for people not to stop taking Tylenol. Very apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, many news articles written about it, and people were flooding hospitals thinking that they were poisoned. So you can imagine, like, the mm-hmm. chaos and stuff. Since the victims were all local, it was believed to have been done by someone in the area who purchased the pills prior to poisoning them and replaced them back on the shelves. Tamper-proof seals were not invented before this incident. As Ashley mentioned before. Mm-hmm. 
I can't believe people don't realize, I guess you take for granted like how into this sort of thing you are and how much little nuanced stuff that you know that other people might not have ever realized. Yeah. Like the seals not existing. Side note, uh, do you remember that weird like social media thing where people were like licking ice creams and stuff? Yes. I saw some videos of people doing that with like mouthwash. And my first thought was, well, if you're purchasing anything without a tamper-proof seal, then that's, that's kind your of your own fault. Yeah. When I lived with somebody, uh, and, like, the orange juice was new, like, I had just bought it, but when I opened it, like, there was no seal on it, I would have to ask them, like, hey, did you drink the orange juice? Yeah. Because, like, I would dump it down the drain. Right. If they had it. Right. Or whatever. Because I'm not... I I, the ice poison. cream was a little bit different, because there isn't, like, a... Yeah. You know, you might not be able, especially if it's put back in the freezer for a long time, it'll just, like, freeze right. back into place. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you buy milk or... Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, you gotta watch There have been a few times, especially, like, the bottles when the plastic, like, cracks. Like, there's no plastic there's no crack. seal. Yeah. And I don't really, like, feel the crack all the way or something. Like, no, I'm like, oh. Not that one. <laughs> How many times have we narrowly avoided death because we're paranoid? I, yeah. I, I would, like... For all of my unanswered questions to be answered when I die. Yeah. I want to know how many times I almost died. Yeah. I want to know, like, how close was I? Because then I'll give myself a pat on the back for not dying. Yeah, like, damn, girl. It's like watching Mr. Magoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that. Fun fact. Only because I know Karen is listening. She used to call Quinn Mr. Magoo. That really? was his nickname when he was a kid. Why? Because he just like because I think around. it was because he had a big head. Oh. Like when he was really, really little, he had a big head. I think that's what she told me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Karen. My brother was called Casper because he had a big head. My best friend called me Casper growing up because I, I was just white. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back on to subject. Back on to people dying. After 10 million pills were recalled and tested for cyanide. Or no. Sorry. Shit. Cut that out. Uh, over 10 million pills were... 31 million bottles of Tylenol. Oh, yeah, but I was like... I'm right here, right? Oh. Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah. The numbers. The numbers. The numbers. <laughs> we don't do numbers. Oh, we haven't done this in like four months. <laughs> over 10 million pills were recalled and tested for cyanide in a conclusive 50 casbol... I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> This blooper reel is about to be lit. (laughs) I that's gonna go in the beginning, right before the music. That little bit right there. (laughs) I'm so mad. Okay, I don't even know. Okay, let's redo for like the fifth time. Capsules. Over 10 million pills were recalled and tested for cyanide, and a conclusive 50 capsules were laced with cyanide. She did it. Five of these bottles were owned by the victims. Two of the bottles were sent back in the recall, and the last was found sitting on the shelf still for sale. So that's 50 capsules over eight bottles. Yikes. Uh, so there's no way all of the pills in the bottle could have been cyanide no. poisoned because there's like 50 capsules in a bottle. Right. At least. At least. Maybe it was like one of those hundreds. So that also is kind of crazy that those two people also took cyanide leaves. Such slim chances that yeah. like that entire household died. Mm-hmm. Also, the contents of the cyanide per pill was like ridiculously high. Yeah. Like this person could have made way more pills with the amount of cyanide they had. They wanted to make sure you did. Either that or they just got like bored. 
Yeah. And, or they didn't know what they were doing, could have been, too. Yeah. I feel like when you hear about cyanide poisoning, the person that received the cyanide or the object that had the cyanide in it always has way more than what is necessary. So maybe it's just, like, people don't actually understand yeah. how it much... It could be, like, a fentanyl-type situation. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go into suspects now. Ready. A guy named James Lewis admitted to the murders in a letter he sent to Johnson & Johnson demanding $1 million, claiming that he would stop the murders if his demand was met. No evidence was conclusive that he was the culprit, and he was later convicted of extortion and served 13 years. He now denies any connections to the murders. What a dummy. Uh, why do people falsely convict? What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, what do you, I mean, best case scenario? you end up in jail mm -hmm. for for lying. <laughs> Which is basically what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a second suspect, uh, Roger Arnold, who cracked under media pressure and was charged with second-degree murder after killing someone who he thought was somebody else, totally unrelated to the murders. Next, I do not want to go into this one at all. No. It's pointless, stupid, dumb. Just sounds like he happened to be killing at the same time, and they were like, maybe it's him. No, it actually wasn't. Um... He cracked under immediate pressure because someone he knew was, like, either framing him or was, like, pressuring him. Yeah. And he went to kill that person, but accidentally killed somebody else, mistaking them for them. Whoops. But this next one is more of what you're thinking. Okay. And this is the one I wanted to, Did like, do a whole do a side, story on. side story on. This... Story was wild. I definitely was like on a tangent. When I'm buckling I was up. This. I'm ready. I went to a whole different Wikipedia article. Oh, she changed Wiki pages. Yes. <laughs> um, I shortened it a lot though. Okay. Because it isn't super imperative to the Tylenol murders, but it is very interesting for sure. So Lori Dan was this insane woman, absolutely like bonkers. Not, yes, nuts. Um, she would leave food to rot in couch cushions and would, like, ride up and down on elevators for hours. And she was a babysitter. That was her job, her occupation. I was going to say, you know, she's not hurting anybody, but she is. <laughs> so. Um, there were multiple instances where people could have, like, pressed charges on her, but they didn't. I don't know if she was, like, charming or if they were, like, Maybe they she felt just bad for her. Yeah. Oh, not in my house. No. Not uh -uh. in my house, that's no, no. for sure. I have a no person, excuses. Even just these first two sentences make me think of a very particular, specific human being. Hmm. My younger one. And, uh, yeah, no, not in my house. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in May of 1988, this was, uh, six years after the Tylenol murders. Okay. Lori prepared snack packages like rice cakes and juice boxes laced with arsenic and pulled a deranged meals on wheels type situation. So she delivered these <laughs> snacks to acquaintances and families of those she babysat in multiple fraternity houses at, and, uh, Le how do you say that? Leverone? Leverone, I don't know. Leveroni, like the pasta. <laughs> gets a pasta. It basically like delivered these two fraternities in a hall at Northwestern University. Like the pasta. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, she's cracked out. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know, like, why she took it to the university. I don't know if she. I don't think she went to school. Whatever. Maybe she knew someone there. I think she also had like this weird thing with men. Okay. Um. There was. 
something on the Wikipedia of her, like, uh, falsely accusing this guy of rape and stuff. I think she just didn't look... Didn't like men. Yeah. Um, okay. Thankfully, she didn't really know what she was doing, so a lot of these snack packages were in really poor condition, so few of people ate them, and those who did did not become seriously ill because the arsenic was so diluted. So she didn't get the ratios right on the arsenic. <laughs> yeah. Um, the same morning, she picked up two children she was to babysit, drove them to an elementary school. Also, this gets dark, just mentally preparing you. Ready. Drove them to an elementary school where she firmly believed her sister, her ex-sister-in-law's sons were enrolled at. They were never students at the school. She was just, like, totally insane. Um, and she attempted to, to detonate a firebomb in the school hallway. And so while, like, teachers were distracted with putting the fire out, she got away before anyone caught onto her. And then she drove to a daycare where her ex-sister-in-law's daughter went and tried to enter with a can of gasoline but was stopped by staff. Good on Somehow, you, Somehow, she was let go again. I'm sorry. <laughs> and returned home with the children she picked up and tried to poison them with arsenic but failed. This is uh, their home, not her home. So the mom was there. Tried to poison these kids with arsenic but failed because uh, they said the milk tasted weird and spit it out. Good. Milk tastes weird, you spit that shit out. Yes. <laughs> I think I said spit it. <laughs> I almost said spit it too. I had to stop real hard. <laughs> you spitted that out. Oh, God, okay. Um, <laughs> see, we're, we're, we're highly educated. Yes. Very intelligent women. She then trapped the mother and two children in the basement and set the house on fire. All three of the people managed to escape. Thank God. She then went to a different elementary school with multiple handguns. Is this all the same day? Yes. <laughs> yes. She is, like, bouncing from location She's losing to it. location. Yes. Why have they not shot her yet? They, nobody's, like, called the cops on her yet. What? <laughs> it's also 1988, so oh, maybe, like, it's just going a little slower than it would today. I would have decked don't like decked her ass. It would have been me in that daycare. Me and her in that daycare going rounds. <laughs> so, she then went to a different elementary school with multiple handguns. Where um, did she get the handgun? I don't know, but she ended up killing two children uh, and wounded a couple others. Sad face. Major sad face. Um, uh, then she went to go leave, but her car was blocked by one of those like funeral... Uh, Processions? Yes. Oh, okay. So instead she ran into the woods, stumbled upon a house where she told the two living there it was... um a mom and a son. The son's like 20-something years old. So. Yeah. Uh, and she told them that she was raped and killed a rapist, and that's why she had blood on her. And they sympathized and tried helping her before realizing she was nuts and contacted authorities. They then, like, ran out of the house because she wouldn't leave. And yeah. And they were like, Fuck Peace that. out. Yeah. We don't need the house that bad. <laughs> so Gloria is now alone in the home, surrounded by police, and shot and killed herself in the upstairs bathroom. Or bedroom. Oh. So those poor kids. It was like a wild, a wild day. I think besides those two kids that died, out of the ones that were injured, all but one, uh, were okay. Like okay. They're, like nothing long lasting. Yes, but it is very sad that kids had to die. And those kids still are alive today. I'm sure you know the ones that survived it because this was only in the 80s. Yeah, and I cannot imagine like. They're not that much older than us. Yeah. 
Like, they're in their 30s right now. The Wikipedia said something about how they had, like, like, behavior health. I'm sure a lot of them probably turned turned to things like drugs and stuff as they got older. Oh, I wonder. Because that's pretty traumatic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know. I rely a little bit on substance abuse, that's for sure. And I'm a lot better with it than I was. There's people that don't go through even, like, a third of that and still turn to it. Yeah. You know, so I can't imagine. Everyone handles trauma differently. Yeah. And it's all about developing healthy coping mechanisms. Hopefully they're okay. The point of that tangent was that all this happened six years after the Talon murders, and Lori was a suspect due to location and poisoning in both cases. That's what, like, they had in common. Uh, But no direct connection was found, so they thought maybe she got her hands on cyanide, and then later went to arsenic or something? I feel like the only reason I would say it would not be her is because even though it was quite random, the Tylenol stuff, it seemed way too structured for something yeah, she would do. Yeah, I, I agree. It's way too put together. Yeah. The Unabomber was also suspected. I was thinking that in my mm-hmm. head! Uh, the first... Ouch. The first four bombs occurred in Chicago from 1978 to 1980, and his parents had a home where he would stay occasionally in 1982, like, close to those locations. Yeah. Uh, but Kaczynski died... Ugh. But Kaczynski denied ever having possessed cyanide. Okay. And they, like... He I feel provided like he, DNA and everything. He and, probably would have owned up to it, too, if that was him. Yeah, that was his whole thing. Right, he? he wasn't ashamed of it. He he had a whole... Man, I read some of his manifesto. He raised some pretty good points. Didn't go about it the right way, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I might have to go into that, too. You should do the Unabomber. That, that would be fun. I actually don't know anything about the Unabomber. I just listened to my first, I listened to Bailey Sarian's episode on it, and I was like, that's not at all what I thought that story was about. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty intense. Yeah, I, I looked on the Wikipedia for him, too, and they had, like, a whole list of all the bombs mm-hmm. that he made, and if they were detonated or not, and if there were casualties or not. Yeah. And that list was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Every other second, she was like, yep, and then this bomb went off, and I was like... Yeah. And People's front like doors. People's front years. doors. Yeah. Yeah, years. Yep. That's coming next. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do that. Mm-hmm. Immediately following the OG Tylenol murders, hundreds of copycat attacks occurred involving cyanide-laced pain relievers. A convicted copycat, Stella Nickel, who murdered two individuals, including her husband, was sentenced to 90 years. That's the story I've heard of before. I've never actually heard of any of the other... the the seven that you started the story yeah, out with. Surprisingly, there wasn't, like, the Wikipedia did not go into Stella Nickel at all, and there was no Wikipedia, like, article for it. That's interesting. That's the only one I've ever heard is the Stella Nickel story. I'm sure if I looked it up on Google, I could have, but I Probably. figured I went in such a tangent about Lori Dan. I that could be its like, own episode, it. honestly, because it is kind of a crazy story. Oh, yeah, for sure. It reminds me of um, that lady from Australia I did. Oh, Catherine Knight? Yeah, Catherine Knight. Yeah. Yeah. You're so good at remembering names. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, thus resulting in pharmaceutical food and consumer product industries to come up with tamper-resistant packaging. Product tampering was also made a federal crime because of this. I It's so fascinating to me when, when that's a thing. Like, now, this is a federal crime because of this, and it wasn't before. Same with, like, hijacking an airplane wasn't a federal crime until I forget who did it. It was, like, way back in the day somebody hijacked an airplane for the first time, and th- then it was a federal crime after well, that. Well, yeah, you think, I, I mean, I guess 
laws are created for a reason. Yeah. But I would think that laws would be created, like, people would have the common sense to be like, maybe we should make it illegal for someone to, like, murder somebody before it happens. I found out cannibalism is legal in Germany. Really? What? Is that when, like, people can <laughs> sign up, they're like, yeah, I want to die and you can eat my body afterwards? Well, that's what I thought, but the way, I can't remember, I think it was a Bailey Syrian episode. Sorry, I've been binging her recently, so she's going to be a reference for a while, but... She, I think she said she was covering a story about somebody overseas, and he got, it was like one of those cannibal cafe type deals where you can volunteer to be eaten, so he could not be convicted for the cannibalism because it was legal in Germany, but he was still convicted for the murder. I believe that's how that Yeah, ended how up. the hell does that work? How I, can cannibalism, cannibalism is legal. Be legal, but... Bestiality have- is legal in certain parts of the world, so... You have to kill somebody to eat them. Not necessarily. If you can take parts of them off. Oh. And he, because that, that's a thing. You know, um, honestly, mm, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> we can cut it out. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I was going to be like, you know, if someone's willing to pay me, like. Uh, you want a couple layers of my, epi- what's that called, epidermis? Yeah. Just, you can well, have some. That's just skin. But someone was like, yeah, if you cut off, like, half of your arm, I'm going to give you, like. A million Half dollars. a million dollars. Or yeah. a million dollars. I'd be like, you know. I don't need it that bad. I could probably get a pretty good prosthetic. Take the left. I'm, you know, I use my right. <laughs> I don't know. I use my hands pretty frequently. Maybe a leg. A yeah. foot. Mid-calf at the most. You want a kidney? <laughs> Heard they're tasty. <laughs> oh, I, my kidneys are hardly functioning now. Okay. What else can you get rid of? You want my spleen? I don't need it. You can have my appendix. Yeah, but you can't. These <laughs> are like organs. You can't like eat organs. Yeah, you can. Liver. Oh, liver's different. Liver's, like, meaty. But people, like, you can eat your, the heart and stuff. Your gallbladders or your appendix are, like, sacks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They'd just be like, you could use it for flavoring, your I'm sure, a probably. Your appendix sack. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Such interesting I mean, conversation. If you're into that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but the... So wild. <sighs> so they never figured out who did the originals? No. In Chicago? Nope. There was never anybody caught mm-hmm. or convicted. I wonder if it was a group of people. They did catch video of one guy walking behind somebody who had bought um, a cyanide poison bottle. Yeah. And they thought that that was him. Like, waiting in the store for someone to, to buy like, the one watch he, it. he yeah. put on the shelf. Uh, oh, did I miss... I think I missed a... Oh, hold on. Um, Did we skip something? Yes. In the early 1983, so a little bit a year after, uh-huh. or the next year, the police, with the permission of the family, published the child victim Mary Kellerman's address in a column in the Chicago Tribune in hopes that the killer may visit the location of his first victim. This house, as well as Kelly's grave, were kept under 24-hour surveillance for a long time, and nothing turned up. Wow, that's actually really smart. Mm-hmm. That, that indicates to me that it wasn't somebody, that was somebody trying to just either incite havoc for no reason, no rhyme or reason, mm-hmm. and they got off with just the way that the city handled it by, you know, having those announcements out and Tylenol mm-hmm. being pulled off the shelves, or it was somebody trying to kill someone specific. Um, there was also suspe- suspicion of somebody attempting to do that as, like, what's that called? Like, stock, um, when you, like, try to manipulate stocks. Oh. So if they were, like trying to bring down Johnson and Johnson or something that could have been never would have thought about that it could have been more of like a 
uh, I'm forgetting like, what it's called. Oh, I... But, like, attack on, like, the business itself rather than trying... Like, they... Yeah. Maybe they weren't trying to kill people. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, they're like, if people die, then... Then they die there. It's a casualty. I could see why yeah. they would have tried to pin that on the Unabomber then. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Uh. And that is why you don't buy tampered with products. PSA. In case you didn't know that already. I feel like I could just go into, like, a whole long tangent about this. I also wonder how many times people have, like, murder happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of the time people aren't caught for it. Right. And I wonder how many times something like this has happened or a murder has happened and the murderer or the person responsible ends up killing themselves and then nobody refines them. Right. Or even not kill themselves because something like this, they never make a connection as to what really happened to them. I'm thinking more of, like, a guilt. Like, maybe if they were not mentally stable and wanted to incite havoc and then Mm -hmm. did it and was like, oh my god, like, the first person that died was a child? I didn't think that was going to happen. Didn't mean to do that. And then... That's why I was wondering if it was a group. Like, maybe they were the scapegoat for the group. They were the ones that... It's one person had to go and do the, the cyanide poisoning of the Tylenol. They didn't expect the outcome that happened. And they then offed themselves because they could not handle the the weight of what they really did. Yeah, I don't know. I just, that's something I wonder. Yeah. When, you know, perpetrators are never found. What's this per- perpetrator? Yeah, perpetrator. Correct use of the word. Yeah. Ugh. I like when they're unsolved. I almost did an unsolved one and I was like, I, I need to have some <laughs> finite end. <laughs> I think mine are like sprinkled around. Yeah. I think I've got like a good 50-50 split between. Yeah. Solved and unsolved. And unsolved is good. It's so frustrating. Something like this, too, where, like, we will probably literally never know. I mean, maybe a deathbed confession someday if the person's still here. Yeah. Because that's really popular and I could see somebody being like, okay, well, they can't get me now. I'm about to die. So, just so you know, it was me who did the Tylenol murders. Bye. That would be ideal. Yeah. Maybe that's another question that will be answered when I die. I don't know. I just imagine there's, like, a long-ass list, and he just tells me every, he, they, they the omniscient whoever. presence, or yeah. whatever. The person running this, A uh, giant book I have the, to the read sim. myself. <laughs> It'll be like, remember that one time when you were four and you wondered if Santa was real? No, he's not. Next page. You, I, I when I was a kid, because I was raised in, like, a religious family when I was a kid, how my, like, little kid brain processed the afterlife is you, when you died... You went into, like, a room with a big TV, and you got to see everything in your life from start to finish, but then you got to see everything of life. Like, you watched a little movie about everything. Like, you saw the truth of it all, and then you just went on. That was how I processed, like, becoming all-knowing, because that's, like, a big thing in religion is that you learn all the truths. Yeah. And then you move on. I wonder... I think I would like to see how my life impacted others, positively or negatively. I'd like to have some of those repressed memories come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like to be able to remember things that, like, I think are dreams, but maybe they weren't dreams. Ooh, yeah. I would want to know, I would want to know, like, what's real and what's not real. I've had a couple of those. Yeah. I have tons of memories where I'm like, is that real? Did that really happen? Or was that, like, one of those really weird fever dreams I had when I was five? Sometimes (laughs) when you're younger, you tell yourself... You lie to yourself, and then it eventually becomes a memory, mm-hmm. which I'm sure has happened multiple times. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know how we got there from the Tylenol murders, but 
Thanks for joining us in this first episode of season two. Crime and Coconut. Yes. No announcements right now other than we're back. We're booming. And go follow us on our social medias. At Crime and Coconut um, on Instagram. <laughs> our Twitter. Crime and Oh, wait, no. CITC Podcasts. Our Gmail is crimethecoconut at gmail.com. Um, we are on YouTube. We don't have any videos up yet. Those are just for Patreons, but our podcast is put on there. The audio is put up every week, so you can also catch the podcast there if you're a big YouTube person. Yes. Ashley and I looked at each other and panning right before we did that. <laughs> like, God, what are our plugs? What are our plugs? <laughs> oh, well, we did it. We're here. Yes, but join the Patreon. You get fun little stickers. Oh, I about and... that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you get fun stickers. Um, there's three tiers. Scary Kid. Scary Kid. Palm Reader, and Island Witch. It's fun. Go look at them. Check them out. Read what they're all about. Because I don't know what they're, what they're about off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye.